0: Welcome to our weekly devotional. This week I was reading about Elisha and I wanted to look at something that happened to him and and kind of reflect on how we are often in a similar situation. So turn with me to 2 Kings chapter 6. We're looking at 2 Kings chapter 6 and this is about a time when Samaria was being sieged by Syria and Ben-Hadad, king of Assyria, had mustered his entire army and besieged Syria, and there was a great famine in Samaria. I'm sorry, besieged Samaria, and there was a great famine in Samaria until a donkey's head was sold for 80 shekels of silver and the fourth part of a cab of dove's dung for five shekels of silver. So undesirable things. I suppose you would, like, you'd boil... A donkey's head to make some kind of broth or or soup. So this is low-end stuff, sold for a lot of money. And things are really rough. So then we find Elisha in verse 32. Elisha was sitting in his house and the elders were sitting with him. Now the king had dispatched a man from his presence, but before the messenger arrived, Elisha said to the elders, Do you see how this murderer has sent to take off my head. Look, when the messenger comes, shut the door and hold the door fast against him. Is not the sound of his master's feet behind him? And while there was still, while he was still speaking to them, the messenger came down to him and said, "This trouble is from the Lord. Why shall I wait for the Lord any longer?" And in, in chapter seven, verse one, but Elisha said, "Hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord: Tomorrow about this time, a seah of fine flour will be sold for a shekel." And two seas of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. Then the captain, on whose hand the king leaned, said to the man of God, If the Lord himself should make windows in heaven, could this thing be? But Elisha said, You shall see it with your own eyes, but you shall not eat of it. So the, the reverse here, where fine flour is sold for not very much, compared to a donkey's head, undesirable uh, for food, is sold for a lot. So it's it's a complete reversal. Now, what stood out to me is this. Elisha, the man of God, the prophet who replaced Elijah, is in Samaria with everyone else during the siege. So this section of Kings is recounting the miracles that Elisha does. But why is he suffering then? He's suffering with everyone else. The city comes under. A foreign attack, a famine hits the land, and he's in there. Anything the city is going through, he's also going through. And this can happen to us. This is where I want to relate it to us. Uh, I don't think any of us has been through such an extreme situation, but we may find ourselves suffering, let's call it corporate suffering. The Lord has brought a judgment on a people. And we may find ourselves suffering along with everyone else and say, well, why is that happening? That's not fair. Can't God discern uh, within a city so that maybe there's only bread at Elisha's table? Whenever he wants deed bread shows up. He could like secretly have bread too so no one knows about it and he's not attacked for having it. So we can come up with all kinds of ways in our mind of thinking about how God could do this so, so that the righteous don't suffer along with the wicked. And, and certainly there could be some such scheme. But Elijah is here, Elisha is here suffering with everyone else. And say, so, well, it's not a call back for him the way it is for the king of Israel because Elisha is not uh, going contrary to God's law or acting contrary to God's law. So it's not a call back for him. And he doesn't seem to be uh, needing to be rebuked for sin to to come to see God more clearly the way Job did. So what's going on? And And then I think we can often find ourselves relating more to Elisha in this situation than we do to Job and saying, yeah, a lot of things are happening that don't seem to be fair. Our, our culture is headed into a recession, and times are hard because of a broader uh, problems in society, not necessarily doing anything just specifically that I did, and it's not fair. Well, what Elisha does is he sees the work of God. That's what anchors him. His concern isn't immediately himself. Look what I'm going through. Look how hard it is for me. Where's God? Why isn't God taking care of me? His concern is, what is God doing in Samaria? Why is God ruling this way? Is God just? And the answer is yes. The Samaritans had gone and sought after other idols. And the king of Israel had promoted this. And so God is justly dealing with that culture and there could be a time where you, where the believer is, is part of that whole thing. And it's by being there that the believer can witness to what's going on. And so you find that with Elisha, that he's going to be able to witness and correctly speak the Word of God into the situation. And so I would recommend for us, I'd encourage for us, that we have that same attitude, that our concern is not immediately... About our own comfort, but we see the hand of God working in history. We see what I recently called the clarity of God's providence, that what God is doing is is clear for all to see, that God is ruling in history, both from the greatest even down to the least. And sometimes we may find ourselves caught up in what's going on in our culture, because our culture, having turned away from God, needs to be disciplined. And so it's worth thinking about what are what are the, the times we live in and how are the times we live in similar to what Israel had done, turning away from what they've been given and being dealt with by God in that context? So Elisha in the siege of Samaria and our own ability to trust in the Lord and find our comfort, not just that he'll take us out of discomfort, but our comfort is in that we get to faithfully witness about the great deeds of God.